Listeners, hello. Welcome to a new episode of Don't Let the Stand. This is Eden here speaking on the mic. And just to let you know, we have quite a heavy conversation and topic to talk about in the news section today. So I will have to put a trigger warning at the beginning of the episode to do with SA. As some of you know, there's been some conversations in the news lately in the UK to do with a very popular DJ. And we have discussed it on this episode in the news section. It happens at the 55 minute mark, just to let you know. So feel free to listen to the whole episode. The introduction and the music section are all safe to listen to. I've edited the podcast and everything, so I know that for a fact. But if there are any issues whatsoever, we've also put some information in the description for you to kind of check out and find where you can get support. But yeah, it's a heavy topic today, guys. We did our best to have the conversation in the best way that we could, but we just wanted to put a trigger warning at the beginning. So cool. Enjoy the episode. Hello guys and welcome to a new episode of Don't Let The Stands. This is season 8, episode 5 and you are here today with your hosts Eden and Nick and Shopper. And guys, it is a new episode. We are here today after the amazing interview we had with Garrett Kennedy. Mm -hmm. If you haven't listened to that episode, please go back to the previous episode because honestly, not to toot our own horn, but that's probably one of the best episodes that we've recorded. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the feedback we're getting is really great. So we know it's not just us that are really enjoying the episode. Garrick was an amazing guest. And if you're listening to this, Garrick, thank you so much for jumping on our podcast. Um, we also went to an event yesterday with the Floor Mag. We just want to say a special thank you to it for inviting us. It was a great event yeah. and good luck on the new um, edition that's coming out. So it's, um, it's number seven, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's number yeah. seven. So good luck with that and all of the above. Go check them out if you can. The Floor Mag, um, that magazine should be coming out very soon. But Nick and Shopee, how are you both doing? Um, I'm good. Like very intense week with brand work and all of that kind of stuff. So, But it's, it's really exciting and really fun. Um, I'm not going to promote it on here because just doing too much PR this week. But um, yeah, uh, I'm good. The event last night was enjoyable. Thanks again to the floor. The interview with Garrett Kennedy was amazing. Um, I think, yeah, the book is really well written, really personable. Um, I would recommend the book and obviously Garrett's work. Just such a great wordsmith and all of that. Um, bank holiday weekend's coming up. It doesn't, it feels like the most unbanked holiday week ever. There's no excitement at all. But um, it just, yeah, it's just this year's speeding by and we all just trying to hold on. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm excited for this episode. Excited to be back. Um, and yeah, just in a weirdly enough buzzed up mood. I feel like I slept in the Uber. So <laughs> here I'm like buzzed up and energetic. Um, but yeah, how are you, Shope? Um, And how are you, Eden? um yeah so you know me um tired as always um but i actually want to pick up on what nick said I, naturally my instinct is to complain and be jarred at capitalism and i'll say it again abolish the office please um, please abolish 100%. the office however yeah. that being said even capitalism like um i am i can say that i am feeling fulfilled in this new job that i started two months ago and it's yes good and and i am super busy on the other side of my side 
projects like doing this show and mm. um, working on some exciting writing stuff that yes. I'm looking forward to working on and putting out. And I can be very drained and I can be very uh, uh, restless and, and kind of frustrated at how life can be sometimes as a result of having to do all these things to get to my goal. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, ultimately, I realized I have to, you know, be grateful and really deep that I'm actually doing some amazing stuff. And I'm in the midst of doing some amazing stuff, both capitalism wise and <laughs> also passion projects wise, which will eventually be my my thing. Um, by good yep. grace, because, yeah, it will. No, pay will not be forever. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, but that's me. Hallelujah. Really good to hear that. Everyone sounds like they're kind of working through things, but you know, things are really busy at the moment. Um, yeah. I'd say the ve- like the exact same for me. So I'm very busy, very tired, um, but you know, there's a lot to look forward to. The one thing we haven't spoken about is, actually, I was about to say all of us got tickets to Catronada. I apologize. Uh, I just realized it's not, um, <laughs> it's not all of us. Listen, it's but, fine. It's fine. I'll see him at her house or something. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but like, if anyone wants to gift me, like I will at you and tag and I'm joking, I'm joking. But um, <laughs> PRs, just now I'm coming with you for you with an email. Like I will yeah. be coming with a sharp email. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, if there's a PR that can get us tickets, you know, you can just, you know, some backstage passes or something like that. Okay, want to come that. on the show? Like, make yeah. <laughs> listen, I hear all of that. Um, but you know, other than that, I'm all good. I feel like um, this week has been very draining. I was grateful to get out yesterday and you know do things. So the floor mag event was really good. Um, I want to give a shout out to a platform called Sports Shift. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're a woman, I think it's specifically for women, um, and you're into sports, it's a nice kind of um, safe environment for you to really just enjoy sports and you know, have fun, um, but also be in a space where you're surrounded by like, like-minded like women who also enjoy enjoy sports for their own individual reasons. Um, they're not paying us for this whatsoever. Literally, it was a catch-up with someone that I used to know, and they've got this platform now, so I thought it would just be an opportunity to, you know, introduce people to it. Um, but other than that, like, I feel like um, I'm at a point of just trying to be as creative as possible and just seeing where it sticks. Um, so I am working on things. I will say that mm-hmm. and put that energy out into the universe, but we'll see what happens um, with what I'm working on and fingers crossed. It's something that I'm proud of someday. Um, but that's me. That's pretty much me. Uh, we're short for time. So what we're going to do is we're going to jump straight into the music section. But before we do that, we're going to pause and just say any listeners that listen to this, please take a moment, just take a breath. Have you eaten today? Have you had something to eat? Please just take a moment to look after your mental health, check in with yourself and, you know, just make sure you're okay. This is a space where, you know, we talk about quite heavy topics and actually that's just reminding me, we do need to add a trigger warning to this episode because we are talking about something fairly heavy um, as we get into the new section. Um, So what what we'll do is we'll put something in post edit just to let you know what the kind of trigger is. but yeah, we'll go straight into the music section. Chopé, go ahead. Right, so I actually have, um, I initially was going to say nothing, but I actually listened to some new music this morning and in a weird way, it sounds weird to say, um, and odd to say, but 
Um, there is something special about hearing a song you've never heard before. I mean, you really feel it off the bat. It does does something to your soul, does something to your spirit. And that happened to me twice today um, with two songs that I didn't mean to check out, but I only checked them out this morning. Um, so the first one is LSD XOXO Drain. So if you don't know who he is, he's a Berlin-based um, electronic house and techno producer. As you guys know, I've been in my instance bag and especially trying to highlight the black ones and the black queer ones because we're the ones who started this shit. Hallelujah. Right. And he's um and that, what his EP dedicated to disrespect last year was an incredible project. Loved that. Um and he has his debut album coming out later this year, I believe. And this song, Drain, is the first single. And it's a really, really, really great song. There's a video as well. I haven't watched the video yet, but I will watch the video later. But um, it's a really great song. And it's just such a interesting mixture of sound. Like, because when I heard it, it was giving me, like, 2000s, like, pop punk alternative rock kind of vibes. But then also it kind of has, like, these glitchy UK garage kind of... Um, production it's weird it's a weird mix but it works so like uk garage and punk but it's electronic too it's a vibe i'm highly recommend it he's like i said i said on the twitter this morning he's becoming one of my favorite electronic producers i think he's so talented i think the way he blends various sounds and his approach to production and his approach to mixing vocal and his approach to bringing such vast influences into his his space He's a really, really talented guy, and I'd love to see him DJ one day. Um, so check that out. And then secondly, in the we're now moving into a jungle and breakbeat kind of vibe. That's also been a thing for me recently. Jungle music is banging, guys. It's banging. Yeah, so, there's a cultural moment happening as well. Yes, people like Nia Archives, they are yeah. the forefront of the mm -hmm. new jungle revival. She's amazing. I she think is. I mentioned one of her songs before, but if you haven't checked her out, she's absolutely fantastic. Great, mm. great, great producer. And any of my reggae fans out there, she has a strong reggae influence in her music, so check her out. She's great. But um, yeah, I'm thinking about Goldie, who is one of the pioneering figures yeah. of jungle music. And he um, released a song, actually it isn't new, it came out last year, but I only heard it this morning. But he released a song called Sunlight with um, Lady Blackbird. And what I think is so interesting is that the song is amazing, obviously, like that's why I'm recommending it. But it's interesting that it's someone that I love about how he remains on the pulse. And I'm not saying this as someone who's only just getting into him the last few months. I've checked out his debut album last year. It was really good. Um, but considering this, like I said, this is a pioneering figure. He was very instrumental in popularizing jungle and breakbeat over 25 years ago. To hear, hear that he's doing new music and it still sounds fresh and it still sounds current and he remains on the pulse of where the genre is going. Meanwhile, still, you can see where the roots are. And this song is just like, it's very, very atmospheric. There's some incredible soaring vocals by Lady Blackbird, who I, who I spoke about a few weeks ago. And I don't really know what to say, really. Like, it's just, there's just like a particular sense of escapism that I get and, fan and fanta fantasy that I get when listening to this. It's just very, like, I imagine clouds when I listen to this song. It's weird ironic because it's called Sunlight, but um, that's the vibe it gives me. It's a really, really great song. So check that out. So, I've, you know, I've had given you some two electronic moments today, but of course it's me. So I'm going to end my section with some R&B music because that's what I do. So as you all know, Tidra Moses, my girl forever, someone I love dearly. And Eden and I actually were speaking last night. Um, 
a girl we met asked me who my what my favorite concert has been and obviously the answer was d'angelo um, that is my number one show of all time nothing will ever top that a magical experience that one you have to be there um i was i was floating but eden assumed that teacher moses would be <laughs> my number one I- and can I just say, I almost, I, Shopee thought I would say Beyonce for some reason, but yes, I Yes, because, let because you both think that I have no other interest in life other than... I want to let Shopee know that I actually know him, so let that be on the record, because he did say it was number, what was it? Top five. Yeah, she's in my top five for sure, but... Yeah. So I wasn't wrong. Learned... I just want to say that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's in my top five for sure. The Mrs. Carter World Tour was amazing, of course. Um, but no, D'Angelo and Janomine, those are my top two. <laughs> those are the greatest shows I've ever been to. Um, but no, Teacher Moses is, is like, she's in the top five as well. And it's funny that he mentioned that because I actually have been listening to um, her quite a bit this week. So she released a song in 2020 called Cashmere Compliments, which I don't know why, but I've just revisited it quite a lot this week. I don't understand why, but it's, I've, had it, I've played it like almost every day this week. And I just want to say that she never misses. My girl never misses. I just love the percussion on this track. It's kind of got like a, an 80s funk kind of feel, but also kind of has a New Orleans bounce kind of vibe. She's from New Orleans, if you didn't know. Um, yeah, it's just a really, really great song. I like the metaphor because it's basically about, you know, treat me like cashmere, basically. <laughs> you know, as we all should, you know, we treated very well. Um, so yeah, highly recommend that song. And also, I won't say too much on this, but she was featured on another song called Night Is Kind of Love by a production group called um, The Colleagues. I don't know much about them, so I can't say much on them now, but it's a really good song and it just um, illuminates what I said before, that Tedra Moses just doesn't miss. 18 years in the game, a cult figure, and she has never steered me wrong. Never, ever steered me wrong. I'm waiting for the new album. Um, it's called The Bullshit, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> so Tidra, you know, like, if you're listening to this, you know, I adore you. Since nine years old, you've been in my heart. And I just, it's amazing to me that you're still making great music and you've never missed. So those are my listens. LSD, XOXO, Drain, Goldie and Lady Blackbird, Sunlight, Tidra Moses, Cash, Cash My Compliments, and the colleagues featuring Tidra Moses, Night is Kind of Love. That's me. Cool. Nick, do you want to go next? Easy, you can go. Okay. So mine are going to be fairly quickly. Um, fairly quick, sorry. So first and foremost, I'm going to talk about Tyler, the creator. So I finally got around to listening to Call Me When You Get Lost. And I was very impressed. I was very, very impressed. Um, not because I, I don't like Tyler as an artist, but I feel like he exceeded my expectations with this in particular. Um, and it's weird because when it comes to Tyler, I don't usually have any expectations because he usually switches it up quite a lot. If you think of Igor and um, what he produced from that and then um, what's it called? Flower Boy. Flower Boy. Yeah. Think of Flower Boy. Like he's always switched up and given us something new so that when I finally sat down with this album, I was like, wow, OK, so Tyler's grown again as an artist and. Um, I was just thinking of his career overall. I was watching videos of him on YouTube performing some of these songs and just like how he's he's gone from this kid that everyone kind of disregarded from the rap game to someone who's like a key player in it now and influences the next generation. There are so many of his children that are popping up in the kind of um, the rap scene at the moment. Um, I'm thinking of, for example, what's the group called again? Shopee? All of Brockhampton. Yeah, Brockhampton, for example. Um, there are so many people that are influenced by that quirky Tumblr type of style that he made popular with um, Odd Future, for example. 
Um, and I feel like we don't really give him his flowers. We will one day um, because... Oh, it's, it's going to happen. Like, he is someone who's really kind of created a lane for a lot of people. It's just really good to kind of see him lean into himself a bit more in his lyrics and kind of talk about things that were otherwise, like, guessed by people. Like, Shoppe and I had this conversation, I think it was last episode, um, where we spoke about, you know, in his lyrics, he kind of uses pronouns for men when talking about some certain types of things. Um, but yeah, Tyler the Creator, Call Me If You Get Lost, love that um, album. In terms of favorite songs on it, I will say I am addicted to Run It Up. Um, I love um, Corso. I love Lumberjack. I love Wilshire. Um, really That's my long, favorite song. Really, really long song, but I was really surprised about... Um, like how he was able to keep it going and make it so interesting. Um, it's about eight minutes or something like that long. It's a really, really long song, um, but I really enjoyed it. So that is Tyler, the creator, Call Me If You Get Lost. I will say I stumbled into a rabbit hole when it came to Odd Future and Hodgy Beats, If I don't know if you guys remember Hodgy Beats. Um, he released a new project recently. Um, what is it called though? Let's just double check. I think it's called Everyday People Change in... Yeah, everyday people change into, pe into someone we never knew. So Hodgy Beats was part of Odd Future. Um, he had a kind of beef with Tyler, a public beef at a, um, a a festival. And as a result, kind of, they don't really hang out that much anymore. He goes by Hodgy now. He released a new song called Every Day um, on that. Sorry, my favorite song on that project is called Every Day. But overall, it's a very interesting project. On so some of the singing parts, I would say he sounds like Frank, which is really interesting. Um, but rapping wise, I was quite impressed. I wouldn't say it's the it's the best thing I've listened to. It's 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 okay. Um, but I am intrigued to see what he does in future and what kind of comes from him as an individual artist. Um, so do go check it out. He goes by Hodgy now instead of Hodgy Beats, um, and he was part of um, Odd Future in the past. Next, I'm going to go on to an artist that Nick was um, speaking about. I think it was two weeks ago or maybe three weeks ago. So Omar Apollo. I finally got around to listening to the album, so Ivory, and I must say I was very much impressed and I loved pretty much every song on the project. It was so Yay. it was so musically diverse. I was just like, wow, like I don't know what to expect from this. Like it's just there was a ballad on there, then there was like almost like a trap song, and then I'm listening to like some songs that might have like some kind of like I don't even know bachata is the right word or like he, he, like he infuses so many different genres on this album it's like so just diverse is the word that i can use for it and i was really really impressed i don't know why i have this bondage to like um spain and like um south america at the moment but that just seems to be popping up in nearly everything that i'm listening to so i love this project i will be listening to it continuously i think for the next two weeks because it just has everything that you need um if you're looking for something slow it's on there something fast um, the production is amazing. Um, it's just an amazing project. And I'm excited to see where his career goes in the future. Um, next, I'll say just very quickly, I'm enjoying Harry Styles' new single, As It Was. I was very impressed by the video. <sighs> what happened? I'll continue. Okay. <laughs> uh <laughs> I, for one, enjoy Harry Styles' music. Yeah, I enjoy music. music as well. Yeah. I, enjoy, I love Falling. Mm. I love Watermelon mm. Sugar. Mm. And um, there are quite a few songs that he's released that I enjoy. Looking mm. forward to the album. And yeah, that's pretty much me in terms of listens for this week. Quite sporadic, but it's all over the place. Oh, one last person. Nailufa, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Nailufa Yanya. So she released 
a album and it is called painless and there are two songs on there so one song called shameless another song called the dealer that i love very indie very paramore-esque um if you like that type of sound check her out and you won't be kind of um missing you won't be um disappointed definitely go check it out when you can nick over to you man perfect um yeah like again like i'm just so happy omar apollo is getting his flowers like just literally love the album still like cannot wait to watch him live um in the, the coming months but yeah he even worked with like the neptunes so i just love that like pharrell was giving um and chad hugo is giving a uh, giving sorry as a collective to the next generation as well i just like that lineage and i like that they're still active as well and obviously pharrell's been super busy because he was on pusher's whole album um as well with the other one um <laughs> Yeah, the other one who's just straining, but yeah. Um, but yeah, literally love what um, Pharrell and Chad Hugo are doing for the next generation. I think the theme of our listens is like next generation as well, because, um, you know, I remember Eden and, and Chope kind of mentioned Tyler, the creator's influence and all of that and the lineage. I just love lineages and stuff like that. So that's cool. But um, what I've been listening to this week, like, honestly, music is such a blur to me now. Like, it's such a blur. Like, I just pick up random shit every day and just see what happens. But um, I really am enjoying Cassian's new single. Um, it's called Grass Grows Greener. And he is an artist as well like omar who can kind of amalgamate himself in many different um soundscapes he's you know he's done trap he's done conventional rap he's done he's doing alternative start alternative music as well i feel like there's even r&b influences in some of his music as well um but he's just so um tranquil I've said that word before this episode I don't like to use the same words all the time but he's very tranquil in how he um enunciates and and his cadence it's not it doesn't need to um create a personality by being brazen and braggadocio and all of that and he just yeah he really kind of um makes you feel like you're on cloud nine like whilst listening to his music so yeah grass grows greener i just think it's a really it's actually really timely it's um the artwork is actually him him laying on grass or or standing standing above grass but it's just very springy um yeah i just really like um how introspective he is and how what he talks about as well he's very avid about his mental health and like navigating through that and i think yeah i just love he's a breath of fresh air for the uk and i think we've discussed the alternative whether you know the moniker we like it or not but you know what i mean the alternative landscape of artists right now um and i feel like there's a mo I, I say this all the time but there is a moment happening and there's a paradigm shift in terms of the sounds that were once underground really resonating now and like communities being built and and all of that and I think Cassian's a really strong part of that um and I love what he does in fashion as well um I love artists who are polymathic and can operate in different silos and he's definitely geared towards fashion as well he's had a collaboration with Masterpiece who I love as well love Masterpiece um so yeah grass grows greener literally released midweek love a midweek release gives me the time to actually breathe with it um so yeah it was released yesterday i mean it was released via cloud x as well who 
doing great things as well. So um, another artist I will talk about is... I won't talk about Pusha T just yet because I feel like I'm still digesting the album. So I'll come back to you on that next week. I did play Sid's um, album last week and I really enjoyed... um, I really enjoyed it, to be honest with you. It felt very... um, What is the word? It felt very... Just elastic in how her voice palettes the production. Um, And I think... It was a really strong body and work in terms of who she chose to feature on on the project. I think there's three features. There's Shmino, who I love, fucking love. Like, Shmino is on a run right now. I fucking love him. Like, literally, we'll always root for him. Um, Lucky Day just released an incredible album as well. Having a big moment in music in terms of accolades and achievements. Um, and obviously, Kalani, who's been doing her thing in, in R&B for, for many years. Damn near half a decade or so or even more to be honest at this point the years go I think past. it might be a decade actually it was coming up to, de- to, to be honest yeah like it's been yes actually it is SoundCloud era man like yeah Kalani has been here like been been here um and you know the festival that will not be named did her day last summer so we will just you know don't do our eyes dirty like that but um yeah broken hearts club really enjoyed it um i think i enjoyed the first half more than the second half um but really i don't have many complaints about this project i think fast car was one of the um standouts for me and the highlights i think obviously lucky day lucky day just he does great on features does great with everyone to be honest with you very intentional artist about how he features with and shows up um i think control was another great song on the project um but i'm gonna sit with it over spring um, and summer and i think it's just gonna it's it's very euphoric, but not in terms of fast tempos and anthemic production or anything like that. It's just really um, zestful in how the production is able to be slower some in some places, a bit more intentional, but it's still kind of is euphoric and magical and and majestic in in how it's kind of delivered as well. And I feel like, again, the artwork is really resonant with how the album makes you feel. Um, And I love when themes tie together in the visual and audio sense as well. So yeah, just shout out to um, the creative direction um, on that too. So yeah, Broken Hearts Club is great. Go on. It's really interesting that you use those words to describe this album. Uh-oh. No, no, <laughs> no, because like the semantic fields that you're using with regards to like semantic fields, yes, English GCSE. Let's talk about it, English. <laughs> no, okay, like, like the words you're using to describe this album all kind of denote energy, and I don't get that from this album whatsoever. It's a very mm, mellow. I get what you mean, though. It's a refreshing album. That's the word zestful, refreshing, their synonyms. Yeah, yeah I, like, I get what you uh, yeah. mean with regards to that. Like, it's it's very refreshing. And I want to give a shout out to a listener because they sent us a message saying, as a long-time silent listener, I'd like to hear more fighting about the Sid situation. Um, shout out to, hopefully I pronounced your name correctly, Mare Worlds, I think that's correct. Um, and I, I think some feedback we've gotten recently um, is a lot more people expect violence <laughs> when it comes to discussing albums. Mm. And I'm sorry, guys, I think we've matured a bit like since then. To be grown. fair, we've grown. it's also because I haven't heard the album yet. Yeah. That that's, might also be a factor. Yeah. Um, 
as you guys know, I am obviously listening to new things here and there. Here and there, yeah. By and large, <laughs> I've not heard yeah. many albums that have come out <laughs> these last four months, five months. And um, I think it's well documented that I'm a massive fan of Sid. Defo. Um, mm. And I'm a massive fan of the internet. I've been rocking with them almost a decade now. I love those guys. Mm. And I loved Sid's first album and her EP from... When did that come out? Let me check. Because that was an underrated project. Always never Purple home. Naked Ladies? That's what it's called. That's, that the that's the Incense first album. Oh, okay. No, but she... Um, so Sid released um, an EP of like three songs. Um, yeah, 2017. Almost Never Home. That album was so underrated. Flew under the radar. Did it have cocaine so, on it? No. Which one had That's an internet on? song. Oh, is it internet? I thought it was Sid. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, Sid's the, well, Sid's the lead singer. So no, <laughs> I know, but I thought it was just Sid. I thought it was just Sid. Yeah, no, that's an internet song. Oh. Um, but, you know, so um, I love every internet project. Um, Ego Death is one of the best albums of the last 10 years. Yeah, that was a great me. album. Yeah. Um, but all the albums are great. Feel Good, that's their psychedelic album. And Sid, mm. yeah, I, love, I loved her first album. Mm-hmm. That EP, it Was Never Home, Say It Again. Please check it out, guys. Mm-hmm. That went under the radar. And I've not heard this album, because, like, as I've said on the show, even Nick and I were discussing yesterday, he was like, you haven't heard Remember's album yet? Like, no. <laughs> Still not listen. You need to, though. Yeah. You need to. That's, I, think I know you, that's right. I know you've got a list of things to listen to, but I would say listen to this one when you can shop it. I feel like I will be the black sheep with regards to um, how I feel about this album. I will say I did go back to it, and I do like um, CYBAH and like um fast i like i've always said i think i said a few episodes i like the singles but it's more so the actual album that i didn't really vibe with it just like i take into consideration everything that nick said and obviously it's nick's preference when it comes to listening to this project um but i think for me it was just too mellow um Mm -hmm. maybe that's just something that is my individual taste when it comes to music and what I enjoy. But yeah. I feel like I was waiting for it to pick up at a certain point. It felt kind yeah. of very um, single layered for me. Um, and whilst that is can be a compliment towards like the production, if that's what you're looking for, at the same time, I was kind of waiting for that song that really made me like, you know, you got right track. I guess you got right track. That is kind of like a, like I can see that at like a party or something like that, like a, a mm. like a starter song, for example. But yeah. for me, overall, it just felt kind of meh. Um, but you know, maybe yeah. it'll grow on me. Maybe it's a grower. We'll see. Yeah, honestly, I, I think it was more from a production element. Um, vocally, obviously, tonally, she is uh, very subdued and mm. and all of that. Um, yeah. But like, um, yeah, it was just from a production, like there is a way to do subdued production where it does still sound ev- uh, evocative, kind of refreshing, and it does kind of make you feel zestful. And, and, and it kind of, it, yeah, it's just, it's it's colourful. It's a colourful palette of arrangements and, and all of that. And I think it's powerful when an artist is able to kind of translate that in a subdued universe, in a kind of um more intentional kind of uh way where you hear the production you know where it's not just faster and more more kind of there's more pace to it there's more kind of loudness there's more brashness to it there's Mm. more surprises to it it's when when they're able to quieten down and and it still sounds refreshing and, and innovative and you still can discover landscapes and stuff through it i kind of enjoy that so it's yeah we're all going to get different perspectives from our ears and like what we listen to and when we listen to it as well like I was 
I was on a bus on the way home in at, at night, like literally listening to it. So maybe it woke me up a little bit and was something different to what I'd listen to at night usually. So maybe it took me by surprise that way. But yeah. um, can I ask a very, I don't know if this is controversial, but just a very quick question. When we talk about whisper singers, is Sid a whisper singer? A, um, like, is that a yes. fair, is that a fair critique? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But not no, in, like, not but not in the not in the like conventional way, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like she does something a bit different. Let's call a thing a thing. Let's be honest. No, I'm not saying she's better than any of the other whispers. I'm not saying that, but I just think her tone adds a different dimension to it. Yeah. Well, this is that's another thing. So I'll start off by saying that. Um, let's just address the elephant in the room. She's not a vocalist. She's not, she's not, you know, she's not a Whitney. She's not a Brandy. She's not a Mariah. Yeah, no, but, but even, not. but even to just jump in, I think the way we talk about music and artists and women in particular, when it's like that, like when they're not, you know, the breakout, I've seen it with Sierra comments. I've seen it even with Janet, like on, on the commentary and stuff like that. I feel like it's used as a bit of a whip. Like, oh, they're not a diva. Like, it's like, it's like a bat. Like, who cares? Like, you're making music. You can sing above the production. Like, absolutely fine. Like, I don't get why it's this thing And also, thing Sid where, produces all her material. Yeah, so it's, it's not this thing where, down. it's not this thing where, oh my God, she you're, you're not. No, but it's like, you're not. <laughs> Cassie got a good mixtape, Rockabye Baby. I like that. That she mixtape. didn't write or produce, but, but you're okay, right. Okay, but still, it's still, it's still slaps though it still slaps and she still delivered on it but with um with Sid like I feel like literally you don't have to take your shoes off be Fantasia but to be like <laughs> like I don't know I just feel like some of the older like not not older generation because there are some young older souls and stuff like that and this is in a side to shop because he listens to all the whisper singers like a lot of whisper singers okay uh, his favorites as well but yeah. it's like i just feel like some people just on twitter and in chat rooms and stuff get a bit excited a bit yeah. heaved up like mm. they're not a diva slap him around like it's a bit of like a just relax like there can yeah. be different types of singers like yeah and know? also when it like, comes to like whisper singers and powerhouse vocalists not every song needs Mm-hmm. This yeah. is what exactly like, the arrangement. It, like, if, like, there's I always say this to people. Like, obviously, me being the uncle of the group. Like, I don't. I obviously love my traditional sanger. Obviously, mm-hmm. I love those. I love those women. I love those vocalists. But at the same time, when it comes to like people like Sid or Sierra um, or Jenny Aiko, mm. um, they don't. They're, they're not obviously like blowing the house down. But they have particular ways of phrasing yeah. or ad libs or the nuances or their tones. Like. All of them actually have nice tones, and also it's the way they use the voices. Like in the case of Jan- case of Janet Jackson, mm. no, like Janet Jackson, I always will say it here, her ear for harmony and vocal arrangement is one of the best. Mm-hmm. She, the way mm-hmm. she uses her voice, and even people that have worked for her have said that the way she manipulates her voice and they yeah. able to be elastic to production, and that's the same for well, not all these people, but some of those people. Yeah, and even like um, one thing I don't like when people say Leah's a whisper singer. No, she wasn't. Leah's not. No. Someone, someone dares try to say she was the original. Like, no, she wasn't. Aaliyah was more than. People <laughs> don't singer. listen. People Please don't listen to listen. Journey to the Past, like, the one I gave yeah. my heart to. This is the thing that I refuse. But yeah, not everyone has to be 
you know, giving Christina Aguilera every day. And that's like, what I'm saying because Chris, sometimes it, I don't want to hear it, lovely. I don't <laughs> yeah, want to hear the exactly. belting every minute. I don't want to hear. Yeah, and, I, I, and the thing is, this is someone who loves. Okay, like I love Christina Aguilera. Like she's 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 honestly one of Disney's best creations. Like honestly, but one it's of my just favorite like, white women. All yeah, but it's just like sometimes it doesn't come out good. Mm. It and it's too much. And the, sometimes the song arrangement, she'll change the arrangement while she's doing the live performance, and it's just like. Like we know you can sing. Yeah. We know, and, we know. And I want to, I want to add to that point. Like even Mariah, like Mariah, obviously one of the greatest vocalists ever. But I love her whisper moments. Like she has a lot of whispery songs. Mm. She mm. has a lot of moments. She has a lot of songs like that, especially post nine nine seven, where she's holding back. And because she even talking about like it's a great artistic tool. It's a great way of yeah. delivering a song differently. Yeah. Like you can have like when you're actually a singer, you can have fun with those kind of things. Obviously, yeah. some people are limited. They have no choice but to whisper. But people like her. You know, <laughs> no, but even even someone like Tanache, for example, like how she flows. Like I love when mm-hmm. she gets into her flow bag, and like you know, she's really someone who is diverse in how she delivers her music, and, and she, she can actually she, sing, yeah, sing, yeah, as well. And like I love when she has those whisper moments, but when she's flowing as well, like it's like she's floating across the record and just jumping around, and it's like I love this. Like it's really innovative, and it's really um, it's making the song and the production feel like they have all they're all working together in a different way mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so I, I do get what you're saying Nick, with regards to like people using it as a whip because even on like for example popular music pages like they have the range for example like for example there was a video of maya singing i can't remember the name of the song but she was singing a particular song and she was doing it live and people in the comments were like she's not a whisper singer she is a whisper singer all of these different types of things and i was just thinking i actually just like the song like i actually like, just think the song is good and i i'm enjoying hearing what she's doing with her voice but you know i think it's more so it's usually in conjunction with other things that people have an issue with they're like you know yeah. this whisper singer and i i use that tone to i use that to kind of help you guys picture who i'm talking about but this whisper singer mm. is doing well whereas this artist is creating this song and it's amazing and it's not doing as well but mm. i don't know if that argument is really standing up to the test of time at the moment because you know the likes of jasmine <laughs> sullivan is getting awards and getting celebrated for her music at the moment and there's so many artists now that are like really really singing that are actually getting accolades as a result of that we didn't Wait, go through an jasmine era who? Where, like, Hmm? Hmm? Other than Jasmine, who? Jojo. Um... Jojo's not having a Jasmine moment. No, I'm not saying she hasn't, she's having a Jojo moment. Uh, having a Jasmine moment. What I'm saying is she's getting celebrated. Wasn't she? Didn't she nominate for a Grammy? With um... yeah, she won a Grammy um, two years ago. Yeah, a year ago. so she's yeah, having she a moment. Like she's she's being celebrated for her voice. This is Jojo as well. Like for a moment, she was really quiet and had to re-record most of her songs. No, let's not do that. She wasn't quiet. Real ones, no. She never stopped making music. Was she commercially releasing it? No. She was restricted. There was restrictions. So she was commercially quiet, then. Let's say that. Yes. Yeah. Let's respect the mixtapes, the unreleased songs, the EPs. I love Agape. I love Agape. Yes, let's let let them know, Nick. But (laughs) let's let's set the record straight on that. She never stopped making music. Okay, I was wrong. I was wrong. I hold my hands up. Respect. And you know, Jojo is one of my favorite Caucasians. I think what what Eden's saying is she's had, like, issues in her career, which hasn't allowed her to be the artist that she was in the beginning of her career let's say that so i was saying that but also the fact that you know there are singers that sing sing now who are actually getting celebrated who are like selling out shows who are like selling albums and you know at one period it was like there was one particular type of singer who was like 
pushed at the front line of like R&B and was celebrated. And as a result, anyone who's like singing, singing, it wasn't really wanting to be heard. But I feel like that's changing. I feel like R&B, yeah. like for example, I don't, is this fair to say? Um, I feel Bring it like, to the table. Let's you know, see. hours and hours. Um, oh, Money Long. Money Long, for example. She came back and like, you know, there's been a resurgence of R&B, for example. I won't say she was the one to necessarily like bring back the re- like the no, resurgence no, yeah. or kind of trigger that but i will say that you know r&b as a result i saw a lot more people talking about r&b during that period where hours and hours started to blow up um mm. i just think you know context is important yes whisper singers exist and yes there isn't a situation where there are some whisper singers who are celebrated for reasons outside of their voice um yeah but there are also whisper singers that, you know, like Chopin said, Janet Jackson, for example, is great at recognizing melody. Yeah. And all of the above. I don't want to so call Janet a whisper singer. I don't want to call, I don't want to, I, don't, I feel like it's such a derogatory term. But why, I hate what, what whisper singers are derogatory? Yeah, term. because. But this is what I'm saying. Like, why is it? Why? Like, I don't. Well, first of all, I mean, when, when systemic. Whispering. Yeah, <laughs> literally, I know, I know. It's just me. It's, it's quieter singers. It's quieter singers. But it's kind of like, and tone, tonally, like a different tone and on register and all of that. But I think it's. I think obviously when you're using it in in a systemic way, which Eden just made the point of like whisper singers are being pushed to the forefront. It's this type of aesthetic with the whispering, like there's a, this type of look the labels are looking for or whatever, whatever. I think, okay, like you can use it to categorize and like, you know, describe a type of singer in a marketplace. But when it's used as just general conversations, like the Maya example, like is she like, bloody hell get a grip like there are many types of singers like i don't want to listen to vol volume belting 24 hours a day i I really don't like i really don't like i I love it there's a big part of my day that i do but i really like imagine you know typing emails getting on with my work i can't do that like it's just not gonna get me through it like i'm gonna be thinking about oh my god my emotions you know the 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 hairs on the back of my neck are standing up i'm gonna be thinking about that like i don't want to be doing all that all the time like yeah. and it's it, it's fine to have different types of singers and exactly and music can be enjoyed exactly. from different registers and, and tones mm-hmm. and all of that and in different Precisely. production styles that's yeah. the main point like for example but, um, I, I love jennifer oh. hudson but i don't necessarily want to hear jennifer hudson at 9 a.m like, lords like whilst dead. i'm sending my can't be my emails. alarm that can't yeah. be my alarm like i love and i See? love jennifer hudson <sighs> see but, and I, this is the thing but that's even another Factor. I said, even all those powerhouse vocalists, not all of them are giving 100% on every song. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, like, no, Jennifer, true, Jennifer, true, Jennifer Hudson true. has several songs where she's not going um, ham. <laughs> no, she's, do you know what it is as well? Do you know what it is as well? It's these women, no, not these women, these belters, men or female, male or female, who um, get on stage and just, that it's the live performances overshadowing yeah. the discography. Yeah, because whenever they do get on stage, like, wasn't there a moment with Jennifer Hudson? Was it Christina Aguilera I think they were doing a, tr- a tribute performance or something um, oh, and they were just you know when the girls used to battle like yeah. I know Jesse J wanted to try that with Ariana Grande as well but like listen like it's and too much up, yeah. it's too yeah, yeah of course of course we, we all know who would push yeah. the like, boat we love Ariana but Jesse yeah. J washed her sorry she definitely did <laughs> the tone was a little bit richer that day just a little bit but um yeah like I don't want to see a battle on stage. You both made it. You're mainstream. Sing. I know what we're talking about. Just sing. That was the, I believe, the 2011 Grammys. 
Christina Aguilera, Jennifer <sighs> Hudson, Dear. Florence and the Machine were doing an Aretha Franklin tribute. And Yolanda Adams was there. See, people even fun. forgot Florence was on stage because <laughs> and of at this the, and at, the very, at the very end, the last minute and a half is literally just chaos. Like, they're all just like out running, <laughs> out growling each other. But then, as you should, Yolanda Adams, the gospel vocalist, just did one note that shut everyone down. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? You know what? Some of it is about the culture of divas, right? It's fun. It is. At the end of the day, they're going to get off. They're going to have their wine. They're going to be like, eh, having a laugh. Yeah, they're showing off. You know what like, I mean? I'm it's, a singer. Yeah, it's a th- it's a theatrical performance. Half of it is. But it's just like, oh, some, sometimes, you know, that the ears are very sensitive. And I'm trying to keep those. So just relax sometimes. But, but do you know what? On this in point... The world- Go on. I was just sorry, Shopee. I was gonna say on this point, I do have to give someone their flowers. And go on, Shopee. Don't make this a big deal. Please don't make this a big deal. I'm scared. Beyonce is great at knowing when to turn it on and turn it off. She's amazing. Now she is. Now. She yeah. Is. Like we all remember, we've seen the early days where she would do a thousand runs per second. Yeah. yeah. But I feel but like she was now young. she's found like a happy medium. She knows, like when people want to hear that and when people don't want to hear that mm-hmm. like one of my favorite mm-hmm. beyonce songs that, I, that oh, wow. I go back to the most is exo and although that's not like a i would say that's that was not one of her most mm, challenging vocals yeah it's not one of her most challenging vocals but i just love no, how isn't. simple it is yeah and you know it's just something that the, like crowd can sing back to her as well i just love that song but yeah. Yeah. I just find that she's a master at knowing what people want. I, f- I feel like balance is really oh, important. Wow. Not everyone Look at Eden. To... Eden's gone from saying she couldn't sing to now being a master. We're not doing... Wow, shop it, shop it. <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing that. No, but even, say... but even on, even on like, me, myself... <laughs> like, I know it's the obvious guy choice of Beyonce's song, but on Me, Myself and I, she was doing oh, what yeah. she needed to do. Yeah, yeah. And she didn't have to go all out. Okay, and that's a song yeah. that will but be remembered the same for the token, age of time. I love it when she goes all out. Of course, I love of course, it. of course. Yeah. And I the thing love is, it when she just sings her ass off. The thing I is, it. I think it was across the tens where, like, she really mastered it, where she could just go in and out, and there wasn't, for the most part, you know, obviously the stands are going to correct me, but for the most part, when she did go all out, the note was noting it was still there. Yeah. You know, we weren't falling off like Christina often nope. does. Yep. Like, and you know, it was it was solid, <laughs> and that I'm is sorry, no. It's true. That, that's that's no no, but that's no that's not even being petty. That's the fact. True. That's no, a I was fact. laughing at how shopping. It's like oh no, because you see, because you see, <laughs> like no, you're trying to listen, catch listen. the note. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When you watch it live, yeah, and there was an X Factor performance when we all still sat on Saturdays and watched that. This girl, they tributed her that week. This girl got on stage. I saw her take this breath and I was like, my ears, is it going to go left? Is it going to go right? What is going to happen? And Instantly it went flopped. Diagonal. It flopped. <laughs> it flopped. So, Christina, it's a risk. It's a risk. It you know, is. the concert goers, it's a risk. It's a oh, risk. Oh, time. Nick, I saw her two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago? Don't know. How, you, how 20, did you survive? 2019 and... <laughs> I'm sorry to say this. And was it giving cabaret? Was it you? It's not even ca- cabaret. It's just that she has severely damaged her voice because, like, it's one thing to oversing. That's one thing. A lot of people do that. But have technique. And Christina has n- always lacked, always lacked in technique. 
And as a result of that, her voice has become severely damaged over the years. But she still is trying to give you, I can be the white Aretha. No, you can't, not anymore. It's not 2002 anymore. It's not. Please stay in your lane, stay in your range. And I love her. You know, Christina, Christina Maria Aguilera. That is one of my favorite white women too. Shout mm. out to her. 20 years of strips later this year. That is my girl. Yeah. But that was one of, that is the worst concert I've ever been to. Worst concert you've ever been to? Yeah, and I love her. But that was the worst concert of my life. <laughs> like, the vo- like, the vocals weren't vocaling. And, and even when she, and the thing is, because she's damaged her voice, she's trying to do like these random phrasings, random transitions in between notes. And it's just like, if you had just got a vocal coach 20 years ago. No, but let me well, tell even you something. Now, no, guys, 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 let me tell you something, yeah? I didn't go to this concert. Listen, but I just, <laughs> literally... I can imagine the faces <laughs> literally standing there. Wait, listen, listen, listen. Hear me out. Story time, story time. Literally, the faces just standing there. Every note going ski with kabumbu. And literally, them just faces, including Shopee, just there like, well, is it red wine or is it home time? Like, which one is it? I'm gonna tell you now you know me I love food I would have booked that restaurant wherever I'm going and I'm out halfway through I'm out I mean I've paid I've paid though I've I've paid but no I I won't be seeing her again it'll be it'll just be the albums from now on I did I wish I saw her in 2007 she was still obviously a mess but she was able to withstand her mess she was able to withstand her her self-indulgence. Do you know what, actually? I press PR, whoever. I want to see it for the laughter. I will carry a mask. And not just for breathing, to hide my laughter. Mm. Because I will go and watch that just to laugh. Get really sloshed, really drunk. And just watch the notes not know. I'm sorry, that's really rude. I love but, Christina. Um, I love we'll her. We'll make it but... clear. We love Christina though. We nah. really do. Like, but it's yeah, just a laugh. It's a laugh. We really do. Like, she's she's a amazing. classic. She's a classic artist. And she her is. Spanish EP from earlier this year. See, I do listen to some things. Her La Fuerza, I believe it's called. Great project. Only heard it twice, but it's a great project. Mm-hmm. Check it out, guys. Her Spanish EP. It's amazing. Okay. We are going to wrap this up with a bow. Yes. One more artist really quickly as we're speaking about Spanish. You know, um, this woman... <laughs> I think it's her second anniversary of the Colours performance, okay? Oh, wait. Oh, was that? Wait, hold on. Nathy Peluso. Oh, no, it's not who I thought it was. I was about to say. Go on. Um, Nathy. Nathy, Nathy, Nathy. The pink backdrop haunts me to this day. I have a conflicted relationship with this woman. She is Argentinian, I believe. Um... You know, six times Latin Grammy nominated. You know how I feel about the Grammys, but I just mentioned it. But <sighs> the music, music's off of colours. It does. And I'm, I hate that because some of these Latin artists, these white Latin artists have an issue when it comes to predominantly black genres, okay? Because this woman, I don't know if she still does it, but she plays off of the aesthetics right and I just have a bit of an issue with it but when I play the music I'm like there's there's quality there she's a really quality artist I just want her to get the visuals right because you're ruining it for yourself you're ruining it if you want to be world fate well actually to be honest we got catch me outside still doing well don't we or still out here but um 
if you want to be accepted by us, just respect us. That's all it is. Visually, I just need you to get it together because the music, when you stick to what you know, the rivers and lakes that you're used to, it pops, okay? When you stick to urbano latino you know whatever they want to call it the urban latin i hate that term urban but whatever that and when you stick to your influences in reggaeton and all of that like i really enjoy it and when you just do it from a great aesthetic so this song i'm gonna bloody butcher literally bloody butcher not spanish don't know it like literally gonna butcher it but <sighs> this is long viva s more de amor okay something about love come on but um yes seasoning this, yes literally yes seasoning yes long titles yes everything but i loved the visual from this i loved the musicality of this it was super strong i think it was bose nova um, inspired as well Ooh. i heard some tango i heard some Let tango me save references this in there um i loved the you know Again, and, you know, people from Latin America and Spain, the Spanish regions and all of that will tell you that they are passionate when it comes to love and passionate when it comes to self-expression. And in the visual, this woman is doing improvised kind of examples of just a scorned woman, a woman battling herself. Like, I loved it. It was just, the budget was budgeting, okay? Sony, yeah, you gave the budget to her. You gave the budget to her for this. So I'm want her to develop some more you know visually i want her to develop in the visual aesthetic in terms of consistency and you know a non-problematic image but this was one of the songs and visuals where because i'm watching her from that colors performance i did go play the album like was it just some shit performance or was she actually talented and the music was musicking when she sticks to that lane like she's good so yes like eden i love you know latin american artists i love how they express themselves when it's good i love the musicality obviously you know reggaeton being huge in the in the west indies as well as you know beyond in that region there's musical relationships between the west indies caribbean um and latin america very strong musical relationship particularly with the drums and string instruments and how they use them across each other but um Yes, I love her. And I think I love this song, actually. Not her. Not yet. Not yet. But I love the song and the visual. So check it out um, and help me in wishing her astray from the black aesthetics because we need we need to just stop, stop, stop that because it just looks it's bordering black fishing in some videos. OK, it's bordering black fishing. So we want you to thrive doing your own stuff. So that's that but we're gonna move into before we move on oh, though on. i just i just want to say first of all we'll check this out because i have said before that i've really been getting into my brazilian jazz and bossa nova over the last few months mm -hmm. and also i just want to rect rectify the fact that we do love christina and nathi peluso is actually on her spanish ep check of it course. out there we go look look co-signed from one of the greats you know so she's she's definitely quality she's got musicality she's really talented she produces as well so she's she's great but it's just come on you know, I don't want to be having a Rosalia type discussion on here about you. Okay, let's not do that. But anyway, um, actually, Rosalia had a great GQ cover this week in Spain. Looked good. Um, but let's move into music. This is triggering. So trigger warning again. Eden gave you the first one at the start. We are going to swiftly move on into a case that I have been waiting to see the light of day for a while. And I think a lot of particularly black women you know, have been waiting for this moment. Um, unfortunately, the industry continues to not listen to their voices, but hopefully we're going to get somewhere today. 
Okay, this is your official post-edit warning. We're just about to go into the new section to talk about the triggering topic that I mentioned before. This is your warning. Please do not feel pressured to listen to the episode any further. Cool. But um, first of all, I will shout out Kalechi for hosting the space. You are a funny woman. Very Hilarious. funny woman. And her tone alone, without her even cussing anyone, is fucking funny. Like, it's hilarious. Like, she is... God bless that child, because they're going to be laughing every single day with their mo- with that mother, Kalechi. They will be laughing every single day when they realise, you know, what she's saying. But God bless the whole family and all of that. But, yes, she hosted the spaces when this news broke a few days ago. It broke on Wednesday. And um, this is revolving someone who... I personally do not like and have never liked. So, Tim Westwood, hello. What's good? Hi. Um, yeah, this is about Tim Westwood. So anyone who feels triggered, just leave now. And, you know, that's your week of this podcast. But sexual misconduct claims have come to light. They've surfaced. They've been formally kind of um, recognised and, and by a joint investigation between The Guardian and BBC, um so yeah this is um this is one that's kind of plagued the industry for um damn near three decades at this point like so 30 years um tim westwood in the result of this has stepped down from his show on capital extra there is still Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I've checked today and there's still no statement from I'm going to not even just hold capital extra to 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 kind of um, to task, but global. Let's talk about who owns you global. So no statement from global um, at this point. But um, these allegations particularly revolve around. Initially, three women who had accused the former D- Radio 1 DJ who had a 19 year stint on the show gonna put all the facts out there um for predatory um sexual behavior and then four others claimed that they were actually physically groped by him at events um according to that investigation by bbc and the guardian um a global spokesperson had said following the claims that have recently come to light um tim westwood had stepped down from his show until further notice um so this is his global spokesperson the women were in their late teens or early 20s when the alleged incidents happened the earliest alleged incident took place reportedly in 1992 with the most recent happening in 2017 tim strongly denies all allegations of inappropriate behaviour, quote-unquote, and rejects all allegations of wrongdoing. Um, And he is 64 years of age at this point when he's making this statement. Just want to put that out there. Um, And Westwood was uh, kind of due to, as always, as DJ's busy schedules, especially for him, um, he was meant to be at the Empire and in Bedford this week. So tomorrow... Uh, well, not tomorrow, but last week for people who are listening. But um, yeah, they've all been cancelled, to be honest. Um, and a statement from his management on Instagram has said, in light of the allegations, these events have, of course, been cancelled. Um, and they apologise for any inconvenience. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to go into his quote-unquote legacy or whatever, because there's no need. You know, you can do your Googles if you want to know exactly. But um, 
yeah, let's talk about what this man is, you know, uh, being accused of. Um, if we want to discuss it, you know, it's a news item. It's been the biggest news item in that universe this week. So yeah, what are the thoughts on the table about Tim Westwood? Um, Eden, did you want to go? No, you go first. Um, when I saw like the all like the news broke, I was just kind of like in a bit of a daze because I I was under the impression that we all knew this already, but apparently not. Um, <laughs> because I, I, like I said, Nick can definitely um, um, attest to this as a black Twitter expert and veteran. That didn't we? I feel like we've discussed this online. There was a Nick, hashtag in 2019, I yeah, think, or 2020, and surviving so him or something. Yeah. Know? So, and obviously, I'm happy this is happening. Of course, like you know, that's you know, um, really reaching national conscious and peaking. But I just want to know what exactly changed and why is it now that this is being taken seriously because like i said i've definitely seen many tweets and i've had conversations with people about this over the years but i will say um i am grateful for the um guardian and bbc report or the bbc you ain't shit because you're you're also 19 years bbc radio one blood is on your hands 19 years and I think it's very problematic that you're the one who's doing the documentary, even though you've given you've paid this man and given him a job for many years. Jimmy Savile now, first Jimmy Savile, and now this. And it's very because I can't remember where it was, but someone um stated that they were unaware of the allegations. I'm like, hmm. What just BBC? Like, someone BBC. Yeah, someone BBC. They they were completely unaware. Okay, just like, so just like someone, Jimmy Savile, they were okay, allegedly unaware of all, okay, these, all these. So years. people in music business knowing about this throughout the years, it's a very conventional topic. But in the point music. I want, what you lying about? You lying. The point I wanted to bring up was that um, what was good about having these two investigations is that I didn't know the like really the explicit details, and I didn't really hear anecdotes like i've heard like passing statements of course and i've seen statements online but these seven women so um it's quite detailed in some of um these reports and they're very harrowing very harrowing um <clears throat> very disgusting and it just it's really just mad to see that someone like him and many others because he's not the only one and hopefully more come out cool. I, I think we've all said at some point on the show that the music industry is still yet to have its Me Too moment. Like, you know, there's Trey songs coming up in the conversation now. Like, he's, it seems like his time is coming. Um, of course, like Kelly's had his moment. But there's still uh, Russell Simmons. You know, he's in Cuba somewhere. He's escaped um, from all his, his issues. But that's kind of been swept under the rug. And I feel like, yeah, music is definitely due to have its really true mass reckoning that the acting and film industry had. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I wonder whether this will be the the catalyst. But that. can I just interject? Like, let's be real. Like, Hollywood, man, like, there's lists on lists on lists. I feel like it's the... Do we want to see the performance? Because we saw Justin Timberlake get on stage in, in a Hollywood... I think it was at Oscars and advocate for me too and all this kind of stuff like that. Like, I feel like... I don't want to see performances because that's what Hollywood is giving a lot of. Like, yes, some people have been, there's legal cases, a few, 
But let's talk about it. Casting directors are still doing stuff. Mm -hmm. Child mm -hmm. stars are still facing trauma, mm -hmm. you know. And Hollywood's still going on. They had, what, a year, maybe a year of, oh my God, let's really investigate what Me Too is. You know, the original uh, the co-founder and all of this kind of stuff. Let's do investigations and multiple documentaries and la-di-da-di-da-di-da. And it's like, okay, so let's destroy the industry then because it's half, at least half. And yes, I am putting out vague statistics, but listen, I've heard story on story on story. If I go on a plane to Hollywood right now and sit in any membership lounge, I will get a story, at least one, mm. okay? So, and it comes from not just the mainstream people who are A-listers. Think about the women and men and... um. Children. And, and children and trans, you know, people who have literally over the years who aren't going to make it is like not not being rude, who aren't A-listers right now, who haven't made it in that career and stuff, but who have been groped, who have been, you know, made to feel a certain way in, in allegations um, uh, that they've gone through over the years, who've been denied legal aid, who've been laughed at, you know. Blacklisted even. Yeah, blacklisted for, for their case. So I feel like when we do this co comparison, I actually don't even think Hollywood's had a proper Me Too moment. I think it's had the visibility of what the Me Too moment is. And it's had a few, you know, scape, not scapegoats, a few figures who've, who've done stuff, you know, locked away or whatever the, the repercussions were, having to pay civil cases, fees and all of that kind of stuff to the victims. But I feel like we haven't really, because I'm telling you now, both music and acting, um, dancing, you know, all the other entertainment entities would be destroyed. I'm telling you now because half the people versus the people, the do-gooders versus the people who commit these uh, abuses of power um, are more. There's more. There's more of them. And that there are bigger, you know, entities of them in in these respective industries than, than not. And that's just the unfortunate truth. It, it just is what it is. So I know what Shop 8 is means, the visibility and the PR and more figures getting, you know, locked up and stuff like that. But I, I genuinely feel like it's a performance for, for the most part, for most people. Um, th that's just what, I, yeah, some of the comments I wanted to say and what Shoppe said, but I agree, music isn't taking it seriously as, Hol as Hollywood have taken it seriously with certain people, but I still feel like there's a whole industry. This is an industry cultural thing, an attitude towards abuse. Um, mm. But I'll let Eden give his two cents and then we can have a, a quick wrap, wrap up discussion as well. But yeah, Eden. Yeah, I always think with these topics, they're really emotionally um, heavy because, mm. you know, it's really sad to think that these individual women have their own stories to tell um, with regards to Tim Westwood. But also, you know, as someone from the black community, the black British community, this is something that's been spoken about for a long period of time. Yeah. And, you know, in this instance, all I can do, all we can do is kind of just listen and support those who need the support. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really know what the solution will be with regards to what happens afterwards. Um, but in terms of thinking about those women in particular, I do feel um, a lot of sadness and I kind of just wish them a lot of healing because you know for some of them it's been literal years it's been um, 
I think over 20 years. I think 19, what was it? 1970, did you say, or 1990, Sorry, 19, sorry, the case is, the first one was 1992 from the these yeah. victims, these victims is 1992. Yeah. So almost 30 years that this has been the case. And, you know, it's, it's really hard because, yeah, it's just, you know, I wish them the best in terms of mm. um, what happens next. Um, I wish them all the support. Um, then in, in terms of like support, there should be some kind of financial support that they get so they can go to therapy, yeah. get the support that they need. Or if they need it at all, I don't want to speak for them and tell them what they need. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there has to be something that's done with regards to supporting them. Whilst I know there's an importance of some kind of justice with regards to Tim Westwood, I think mm. also the conversation needs to be had about how we support people who have gone through things like this as well. I so, agree. You know, um, I hope that they do get that support through therapy and I hope it is something that, you know, financially they're supported with. Mm. Um, but it is, it's very sad to hear. Um, very, very sad to hear. And it is, yeah, that's all I've got to say on this. Really, I just wish them healing. I wish them peace and the opportunity to be heard. Um, so, yeah. I, I agree. I just think also that, like, a lot of people, right? Like, it becomes this core of public opinion when this these things happen right and weirdly enough i actually didn't know i'm not going to reveal names i'm not going to say anything but i realized that i knew a victim one of these people right on that day and i didn't know how that came to light like it just happened and they told me and i was like this is insane like i how did i not know obviously not about like gossip or whatever but like First of all, how do you navigate that conversation, right? Um, and it's it's dark. It's dark. It's really dark. And like we've all known a Tim Westwood story in passing, you know, or an experience, or just that he's a shady character, really, over the years, um, allegedly. But I want to just talk to people and their sense of reality, right? When it comes to social media and how we have these conversations online. If you should even insert yourself to have these conversations online. Because in the last few weeks, I've seen spaces in particular used and formerly Clubhouse to host conversations. People who aren't the victims don't have the victim's best interests at heart want to do these whole court of public opinions and fight them on stages, you know, obviously some of them have the autonomy to get on stages. So if you want to be on there, whatever, but some people just like, we should get them on stage like a mob mentality. And I need people to, and this isn't even comedic, grab a sense of reality now, because listen, it's not even about, we're not doing that stupid, think of your mum, think of your daughter, think of yourself. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Just you're an idiot like you actually are an idiot like starting a fucking conversation is it right look what he's done for the black like fuck off first of all you're an idiot you're an idiot no first first of all first of all first of all you're an idiot you're an idiot because what you've proven is that material material kind of um accolades or material kind of um 
definements of what, what you've done in your career comes over the fact of that you've committed wrongdoing. You're an idiot. You have no sense of nuance in your head. Like, get a brain cell quickly. Number two, who are you to interrogate? Your, and, and this is even about legal credentials. Who are you to deny someone's story or to interrogate someone's story to the point where you're trying to basically victim blame and call these people, these women in this case, um, liars? Do they even remember the story? Why is the case happening? What They can't find DNA evidence. Mew Mews, absolute Mew Mews. Like, this isn't even like trying to be funny. Like, you're an idiot. You are a fucking idiot. Like... I just need people to get offline for a second and talk to the people around them. And actually, when we say community, 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 these buzzwords online, like actually go and form a community and then you'll realise how to care for people when situations happen, when they fall over and break their leg, when they say they've been molested or touched or whatever it is or groped. Like, who are you to start a, sta- a, a space about this? Who are you to debate victims' experiences? You know, I'm hearing, oh, you know, like, this woman, you know, she's been known to lie and all of this. Like, what? For, you're, like, I just, I actually don't even know where the brain cells are going. I think social media is doing such a detriment to our behaviour and our mob mentality and our lack of care for people. Um we've all known that Tim Westwood is a dodgy character. There's always been that air following him um, since we've kind of known him in the age of music and in the age of his DJ career. You know, it's followed him for the large part of his career for more years than it hasn't followed him. So I just need people to stop. And there's this whole duality of, he's done so much for the black community, like another cancellation, like, my my eyes are wide right now you can't see like what is going on with the world like i i just there's insanity insanity everywhere but as eden said literally the victims are front of mind um and what what i want people to really realize is abuse never leaves you like a traumatic experience never leaves you like you still get you get triggered by the things that you don't even think you'll get triggered by like you I don't think people realise, like, these were young women, you know, early teens, um, early adulthood, late teens, sorry, early adulthood. This has changed the trajectory of their life. Like, I'm not saying that, like, all of them haven't been able to accomplish things or anything like that. They're still living and thriving and just being alive is a a fucking testament. Um, But their trajectory in terms of that that's that's a lived experience that they've carried their body has carried it their mind has carried it their soul has carried it like i just the lack of Mm. humanity is scary Mm. like it's really scary because i just need people to think about that like think of a physical do i really have to be like this like spell it out for you guys i don't think we should get granular just because it might be quite triggering for some people yeah no i'm just saying a physical bruise like that's on you for life like say you burnt yourself Mm. on a a cooker like that's that's you know whenever you look at that a tattoo whatever like i think we need to be careful though because it can be quite you know graphic so like oh yeah yeah. but even beyond the physical like one of the women that came out she was trying to be a singer and her experience with tim westwood that ruined her her desire to to be in music so Mm. for we know not obviously it matters more than that obviously she's been emotionally and physically harmed but Mm. you know Mm. A talented woman who wanted to just who just wanted to sing. Mm. That's she it. She was she That's was it. that 
that traumatized and damaged by that experience that she decided to completely stop aspiring to be in music. It's dark, more, man. So even beyond the physical and mental harm, like you're just, you know, killing dreams, killing ambition, killing desire, you know, that for, you know, how one Killing confidence. Exactly. Killing Precisely. confidence. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just really sick. And honestly, I can't stress it enough. I hope this goes somewhere. Kalechi made the point. I'll shout her out for it really quickly. BBC Three. I think we should be airing it on BBC One, really. Like, let's couple, BBC Three, late night. Let's get a grip here. Let's get a little bit but of a grip. But even if it's on like, BBC, is very questionable. No, I know, I know, I know. I know, obviously, because their involvement of it. But honestly... This isn't some shoddy little documentary that you throw on the back burner. Yeah, we did our job. Clap, clap. You know, redemption arc. No, 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 no. This is, we need it on prime time. Because look, he's in Ghana. Oh, the man was just in Ghana last week. Literally, the harm that you're doing to our community, black women, like, get out of here. Get out of here. Everyone needs to know about this. And obviously, people who don't trauma-wise, like, obviously, disclaimers and stuff. But we need people to know that he's a danger and I need black people the same people saying he's done so much for the black community no like we need to this is the borders are closed now like you're not coming to Afro Nation you're not coming wherever we're, you know we're going whatever you're not coming you're not here even if this doesn't lead to anything really unfortunate if it doesn't get the fuck out on a community level get out because that's what they used to do back in the day community kind of things where this man is dodgy like that dodgy uncle nah you're not coming here you're ousted you're ousted bro like you're ousted whoever so that's the kind of things i need to be seeing if our legal system which they often do fail us because this what hasn't been established is if this hasn't uh hit criminal status yet in terms of legal courts so that's what we need to see next and i need every bumper clerk who has literally let this man in spaces knowing even a whisper of what's happened over the years into these these spaces where women frequent black women specifically to happen right i need you to be reprimanded after that that's what i want to see but again this eden did say that this is a bit graphic it's a very sensitive conversation and we try to cover the news but avoid making people feel upset on this podcast so we are gonna wrap this one up unless there's any last comments because yeah we've said what we needed to say and we just wish the victims every sense of peace and solace and i hope this week hasn't been too challenging or the last week um for them i want to say something quickly and i i kind of just want to i'm going to speak from the heart here when we kind of said the thing about um traumatic experiences never leaving you i don't want what I don't want to happen is anyone listening to this who has been through a traumatic experience mm. to kind of feel like this, what they're going through will be everlasting with regards yeah, to stopping yeah, 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 them yeah, yeah. from yeah. really achieving anything or mm-hmm. moving away from what they've experienced. I kind of really don't want that to happen. Yeah. Um, and no, no, I know no. that's not something I control and I'm not trying to tell you what to do in any type of way. Yeah. But I, I kind of think it's important that we also mention the fact that there are opportunities to heal from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know these types of experiences mm-hmm. and opportunities to step above 100 um, percent. and I, I don't use above in a kind of condescending trap of way i mean like you can 
you can, you can work, work through this with these you experiences can. and still achieve and still do what you need to do yeah you know still love and still all of the above i just think it's really important that we highlight that yeah anyone who's listening to this podcast because i would hate for anyone to listen to this podcast get really bummed out mm-hmm. triggered and you know as a result of that I just feel like uh, the word worthless just comes to mind and i really just don't want anyone to step away yeah. from this podcast to feel like that so can I just, as someone who made the statement, what I want to re-clarify just because I don't want it to feel like that's the way I interpreted it. What I mean is that it's just a fact that 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 a, a traumatic thing happened to you. What I'm not saying is that you can't overcome it. Listen, I'm in therapy right now for mm. things, we're right? And we're getting over it. We're, get, we're getting over it and we're, we're, we're acknowledging that that experience happened, but it's not defining us because it's not what we decided. Certain things, you know, it's not what we decided to opt into. But what I'm saying is that, yes, it's just I need people to understand when they try to control the narrative of a victim and discuss victims and discuss cases, you aren't the victim. Mm. So be quiet and listen a little bit. Like Eden said, I'm listening right now. It's about listening and it's disseminating information and just knowing how we can be better people to facilitate when these things happen and to help on a communal level move things forward and to a place where victims feel safe happy and loved that's what i meant there that's all i meant there but eden yeah. thank you for bringing it up because i definitely it's a point to remember and acknowledge as well yes thank you for rounding it up like that mr mckenzie thank you yeah i think um also just to kind of end it here um like we have to be self-aware of the fact that we are men kind of talking about this topic mm-hmm. even though you know these things do happen to men as well so that like nick has spoken about a space where a woman a black woman in particular is talking about the things that are going on at the moment i'm sure there are quite a few other places as well um i believe in previous seasons we've actually put links to like support and all of the above so if you have been triggered by the conversation that we've had or anything in particular has affected you in any type of way there will be some form of support that you can get in the description we'll find something and just put it in there for you um yeah so what we'll do is we'll wrap up here um just conscious of the fact that was a very heavy topic so guys once you step away from this podcast if you could just please take a moment to breathe take a moment to just really take in the fact that we've had a very heavy conversation um i don't know what else to say really but thank you so much for listening to the podcast nick and shopper you are amazing in what you've just spoken about and you know great episode um We'll, we'll end it there and we'll say guys we hope you enjoy the rest of your week we'll catch up with you soon keep listening to music let us know what you're listening to and yeah we'll say bye for now peace take care